Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. And I'm your Herd Mom, Megan. And we are finally getting to what everybody else on the internet's already done, uh, much like the rest of the show. And we're finally talking about Clone Wars Season 7, uh, the mm-hmm. final season. Uh, we're not talking about all of it here. Um, <clears throat> we are going to split it up into the three major arcs um, that we got, so that being Bad Batch, then... Um, there's no official title for it, but it was originally called Ahsoka's Walkabout, uh, and then Siege of Mandalore yeah. slash Order 66, because it's both. It's not really all Mandalore. Yeah. Um, we can just call the second arc New Waifu time. Yes, New Waifu. Um, so yeah, so it's sort of a return to, uh, if you've been with us for long enough, then when we started this podcast, we started with, uh... Well, I mean, we had our main show, and we started with the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars was a significant part to the beginnings of Nerd Herder because that was your first time all together yes. watching the Clone Wars. And um, I haven't been the same since. Exactly. So, you know, fast forward two years, um, you're a big Clone Wars friend, fan, friend, mm-hmm. and friend of the clones. Friend. You're a friend of the clones. Yes, I am. Uh, so I how, how significant and appropriate that the first arc begins off returning to... What makes Clone Wars Clone Wars? Just yeah. clones and action and and goodness and whatnot. Um, so so you know so a, a, again we're breaking it up into the three arcs. So that means the next three episodes are Clone Wars takeovers of the main show. Um, there was no sense doing. I mean we're doing Rebels rewatch um, every week or every chance we get. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're doing our Rebels rewatch and so adding on another watch on that and it's really not a rewatch because this is the first time it exists so rather than try and keep up doing main shows rebel rebels rewatch and then adding a new thing on top of that we figured we would just make the main show about clone wars yeah make it the main event and um not only have we had time to see all of it uh which i think helps but at the same time when it was happening live of course, everybody's doing it, and mm-hmm. we're always, well, you know, when when planning content, I'm always very careful because I don't necessarily just want to do everything because everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's the thing where something new, Star Wars is happening, some news dropped, some book came out, and everybody's talking about it. Um, and I feel like creators, small creators like us, can sometimes get lost and the big wave because there's so many other podcasts you could choose to listen to and so many other news sources you could go to so much else that you could turn to rather than us for what's new and cool and important right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so giving it time for everyone else to get all of their stuff out of the way. And some people are still talking about it, but you know, we have a, I think better chance at getting us out there um, and also, hopefully by now, you've had everyone listening has had time to see it, process it, and kind of discover how they feel about it and everything. Because yeah. um, we have some definite opinions. Yeah. And so, uh, much like our Rebels rewatch and our Clone Wars rewatch, it's partly a discussion of the episode details, like what happens in the episode, but also it's more just a big view, big conversation about mm-hmm. the episode um, or, or or the arc of episodes and whatnot. So, I mean, it's not going to be a super step-by-step, second-by-second breakdown or anything because you can watch it and you can see the details and everything. But, um, you know, we're going to walk through the general plot and um, stop at certain points when um, something interesting comes up to discuss and, and whatnot. And um, we've only really had each other to talk about or talk to about Clone Wars Season 7. Yeah, because no one in our life watches Clone Wars. Yeah, I mean, I'm busy convincing a couple of my friends to watch Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and uh, one, one, two, well, no, three now. Um, I think we've reached that point at work where we're all just so, I mean, we. Uh, the last day I worked was day 51 of um, everything we're doing involving yeah. Corona and, and the Backstreet, the Backstreet Boys, Boys yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we've reached that point where even people talking to me about Star Wars is interesting, um, <laughs> which not, you know, to, to put the context is there's probably only one person I work with 
um, out of several dozen who is as beloved of Star Wars as as we are. Yeah. Um, and and even they they they're just well. Re- uh, it's it's our friend Michael who uh, we mentioned last main show because we shouted out his uh, podcast Soren with the Disney Dog. Uh, if you like Disney, check it out. Um, you know, he just started Rebels, and I'm s- slowly winning him to the dark side to watch Clone Wars. Another friend, is, he's just completely like, no, I hated it. I watched it one time. I hated it. It was so boring. Here's um, the thing. You watched it wrong. If you think it's boring. <laughs> well, pretty much. I tell that to everyone, and they're like, wait, there's, a nut- there's an order? Yes. And, um, yes, and then there's someone completely different who never heard of Clone Wars before, um, and... He he was merely asking for a recommended watch. He wanted to watch the movies, no. <laughs> and no, no. Uh, you know you make the mistake of asking me about one thing, and I tell you about ten million other things. So all that to say, there are more conversations about. Hey, here's this awesome thing you should check out. Mm-hmm. It's it's just finished its final season. It's amazing. You see the finishing of this and all these other things. We even watched episode three at work recently, and I was like, hey. These things, they tie into Clone Wars. This is Clone Wars stuff. It's a lot of me just trying to hype up Clone Wars and everything, but not a lot of me, oh, this moment in Mm -hmm. this episode in particular. You know, it's it's always kind of me and you, which is a great thing. It's a good thing. I mean, my favorite thing about Clone Wars is that it is exposition in motion. Like, you hear a lot about Order 66. In Clone Wars, you see it. Mm -hmm. You hear a lot about Anakin having issues with the Jedi Council. In Clone Wars, you see it. Like mm-hmm. I, I really like Clone Wars for the story that it gets to fill in. Absolutely. And um, definitely coming back to Season 7, it shows how far it's come um, in its years of, of episodes, 130-something episodes. <clears throat> and it's a very different show while also being the same. And I think Season 7 is a really good example because here when we start off with the, the Bad Batch arc, this is pure Clone Wars. Yes, it is. And then I think it takes a quick shift to sort of familiar Clone Wars, and then the final season, the final part of the season, the final arc is completely original. Yeah, unlike any Clone Wars ever. It feels like a Star Wars movie. It really does, and so it's really it's interesting. Um, it you know, and it appropriately. Like you said, <clears throat> it, it fills in major parts. Yeah, but not necessarily with major parts. Like we, we see, like you mentioned order 66, we see big stuff happen, yeah. but we're not seeing it as we've seen it before. And that's what Clone Wars has always been about is getting from A to B in an entertaining, engaging and star Wars way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's real. And, and I was talking to someone about this recently. I was like, you know, never, would have thought originally that we would get so much fill in there. There's so much of star Wars. That's just, here's a thing, fill in the gaps. You can infer what happens. Exactly. And we're in a time where we don't have to infer as much. And some people don't like that, I guess, Mm -hmm. but um, I think there's still plenty, everything star Wars introduces. I think it opens another door for something else. Absolutely. And you sent me a meme recently that was about that line in, a New Hope, where Obi-Wan's like, oh yeah, your father fought in the Clone Wars. And it's like, the what now? Oh yeah, the big, like, (laughs) and and that was the thing, is at one point, and yes, and people have talked about, maybe we'll talk about it at some point, there was original stuff, there was ideas of what it was, but there wasn't this. And and here we are now, we have this, and a kid can say, Dad, what's the Clone Wars? And we can sit down and watch it. (laughs) I'm glad I've been waiting for this. We can grab I've been a waiting child for this. Be like, yes. Let me show you the way. What's the way? No. So this is the way. Um. So anyway, so lots of setup, lots of uh, good stuff, and so I'm excited to to finally be able to talk and share this yes. with fans and listeners and whatnot. Because um, oh boy. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I mean, and we even on social media haven't deeply engaged a lot no. of this stuff, and so um, this is kind of breaking into the realm of Clone Wars discourse for us. I mean, again, we've had it, we've discussed it, we've watched it over and over, but Mm -hmm. this is us finally getting to share it with community and everything. So it's going to be interesting. And we do, uh, as as always, invite uh, your comments and responses and whatnot. Um, Feel free to 
you know, jump in and message us and uh, add us and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, with your takes, your opinions, your thoughts and all that other stuff. We, everything we do, we do for community. We don't just yeah. do because we like talking about it. We The reason we record it and share it is because we want to grow the conversation. Exactly. We don't want to just release these episodes into the void of space. Right. Like that one capsule. Sure. You remember that? Nope. When they sent a, a capsule nope. with like a nope. Tori. I'm not a NASA nerd. Oh, okay. Not my, I, I want sci-fi, not real. Sci-fact. <laughs> not real fi. Right. Not real fi. So, or just real side. Um, the episodes. So and okay. So to jump back as as we dive into the arc of Bad Batch episodes, to introduce it, I go back to a point I made earlier. Of the first arc is very Clone Wars. The second yeah. arc is kind of Clone Wars, and the last arc is just Star Wars. Yeah. And you can take that in such a way that I don't think Clone Wars is Star Wars. That's not what I mean. It's just Star Wars or uh, Clone Wars has <clears> always <throat> been such a unique thread of star wars yeah. this definitely feels like a season three episode arc mm-hmm. i don't know why specifically season three versus but. when you end you are at a point where clone wars is blending into the bigger picture mm-hmm. um how appropriate that this arc is the only one we see that was completely story real essentially done but unreleased mm-hmm. and really just got pretty fine. Like it, it, there's a couple of tweaks here and there, but for the most part, everything that we see was how they intended it back when they first animated it back in 2012, mm-hmm. eight years ago. Um, versus the second arc has some major elements, but some characters are changed and some story threads are changed. So it half existed, it half didn't versus then the siege of Mandalore didn't exist didn't happen yet so you see where where they're working with something they originally did back in 2012 that's why it feels so clone wars is because at 2012 it was still in its prime it was still going strong then you get into okay here's something that we can change up and and mix in a little bit of new stuff and where it feels familiar but it's kind of new and then by the end of it you're getting to something that's completely a like this is Felonian team sitting down now to work on this with everything they've learned from not only Clone Wars, but Rebels, Resistance, Mandalorian, everything. Like every everything of Filoni's career has poured into the final four episodes. Yeah. And so it, it's really interesting when you uh, kind of see the big picture behind the picture of how it all came together. But the, these episodes were originally done and intended for back in 2012. Um, and it was actually a big deal on the internet when the story reels were released. There was the story reels for this, for the Crystal Crisis on Utapau, um, and a couple of others, Ahsoka's Walkabout being mm-hmm. a partially completed one. They they were like, hey, these are relics of the past that's never going to happen, so have these story reels. And so it's really crazy now to come back and it's like, technically, I, I saw these episodes. Yeah. I'd already seen The Bad Batch because of that, but... So I enjoyed it in a very different way than you, where this is, all of it's new to you. Yeah, brand new, solid snake. Which is how the Clone Wars <laughs> was originally with us. Yeah. And so it's it's a lot of return to form. Uh, it's a lot of familiarity, a lot, a lot of nostalgia, which is really crazy because it's something, the Clone Wars has been around so long now that it's really weird to be nostalgic over this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot to process. Like, yeah. this is... Years after the show, quote unquote, ended, this is incredibly far more advanced than where it began. Like there's so much. And then you add in the story of what's going on where, you know, we're getting close to big parts of the saga. We're getting closer to big parts uh, for characters. Yeah. It's a lot to digest. So I think it's great that they started us off with a fun action clone heavy arc because... (laughs) By the end of it, I, and I don't know if it's just me, but starting with Bad Batch and ending with Siege of Mandalore, very different. It's incredibly different. It's like you got to get through the good stuff. Like the the happy, let's have some fun clones arc before you get to, oh, I'm on the floor crying. Right. Where did all these tears come from? Well, and, and that's the thing is um, the, this leans a lot on a lot of what Clone Wars began in terms Mm -hmm. of here's these 
very identifiable characters. They're clones, but they're different. Here's a squad of them who all have something to bring and something interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then here's, uh, you know, sassy Jedi. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's it's the element of almost all of the major great episodes of Clone Wars, and and it's given us a lot of great characters like Wolf Rex, and it's expanded characters like Cody and Gree and Bly. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we have completely original mm-hmm. clone characters, Clone Force ninety nine, yeah, um, which is near and dear to oh. your heart for a couple of reasons. Oh. Um, yeah, and so essentially the reason the Clone Force is called in. Um, the setup is the separatists are getting smart and they don't know why. Um, Rex tells Cody that he thinks that they somehow got access to deep, dark, secret stuff that only yeah. he, Fives, and Echo knew because they were the three musketeers mm-hmm. for a while. Um, that was the whole reason that Fives and Echo were with them when they went to uh, the Jedi prison for that mission was because they are a unit and they work well together. By this point, only one left is Rex. So for them to have this information, it's what in the world's going on? He's not instantly like, Oh, Echo's alive, but there's, it grows to that point. Yeah. Which blew me out of the water. The first time I watched it, Yeah, it just, Husbando, <laughs> you're there. Um, and well, no, Fives is Husbando. Yeah. So the the setup is Rex wants to go on a secret mission to figure out how the Separatists are getting smart and how they got a hold of his ba- playbook, basically. Yeah. Um, and to be un- to go against the algorithm to trick the system, they've got to get people. They've got to get a clone unit that are unconventional. That are all just lovely, lovely clones. I, I adore every single one of them. I, I, I enjoy them. Um, I like, I'm trying to, Crosshair. Been, yeah, Crosshair, Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, and... Well, you can't yeah. just say the names. Sorry. So Crosshair is the gunny boy. <laughs> He's the sniper. He's the sniper. Go figure. He's uh, dead these, shot. Okay, these guys have freaking Transformers boys names. These guys right? have Transformers names to the T. I, um, I love their armor. The <laughs> oh, yeah, they're very cool. They're, so they're, cool. they're all specialized. And so uh, Crosshair's the sniper. Tech is the electrician. He's the, the nerd. Okay, he even so has glasses, okay? Tech is Donatello. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Crosshair's is Raphael. Yes. Arguably. Crosshair, are, Le- no, yeah, Leonardo, Leonardo is Hunter. Leonardo is the leader. Yeah, so yes. Hunter's no Raphael is the no, leader guy. Leonardo is the leader. Raphael. It says so in the theme song. I don't Leonardo care. Leonardo is the leader in blue. Who? What theme song? The theme song. Which one? The the one from Nickelodeon All that doesn't them. exist. All I don't believe them. that. I, I don't, swear. I, you're going to get the Elijah Wood treatment in a second. <laughs> Calm down. You going to drop a Hobbit? <laughs> I will drop a Hobbit. Um, so Tech is the. Donatello of the group. Yes. Um, At least we can agree on that. He's got a cool helmet that's a kind of mix of a sniper, or not a sniper, a scout, and um, the, you remember the episode where they had the 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 cloak ship? Yes. You know, the, like, weird, smooth top clone helmet yes, one? Yes, yes, I like he's, those. He's got that helmet going on. Wrecker's the big, bulky, dumb one. He big boy. Um, and then he's Hunter right. Hunter is the um, yeah. leader. He his whole thing is he can track. He is solid snake. He's got, I get. Okay, here's the thing. They all all the other ones I get. Okay, he's super smart. He's super strong. He's super accurate. Solid hunter snake. can smell. <laughs> okay, <But laughs> I, I like. I don't know. I don't get what makes him such a good hunter. I don't. I don't know. It's the bandana. <laughs> yes, he looks like freaking Rocky Balboa. Um, I, you know, we jo- I, I joke, I kid, but yeah. I love everything about this oh, because yeah, again, this is this is such pure Clone Wars okay, stuff. This is your deal because you love you love action stuff. You love eighties action movies. Last Action Hero yeah, is one of your favorite yeah. movies. <laughs> like, let's be real, and all of them kind of fall into those categories that you would see in an action movie. True. Like, well, you know, the, uh, that's why I say this is like pure Clone Wars because this is what this was Clone Wars fuel in the early days was super characterized clones, super flashy and lots of action. Um, And cast. 
for a live action of these clones. If Tamara they Morrison, not, Tamara Morrison, Tamara I know, Morrison, Tamara like, Morrison. <laughs> No, well, really, we can't do that because all of them are designed differently, too. They so it, they, they aren't just clones that act different, but they mm -hmm. all look different. And, and, and that's the whole deal of Clone Force 99. And they're based on Clone Trooper 99, who was a yes. malformed clone. Such a sweet babe. They're all the same way. But theirs are, quote unquote, favorable mutations. Yes. Um, I say Dave Batista should be Rucker. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I would say so, too, but I don't really like him. <laughs> Dave Batista's wrecker. Crosshair is Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> Just anything to get Mads back in. Honestly, uh, Back in Star Wars. And tech is Elijah. So the, uh, the first episode is a lot of introduction and a lot of here's them just doing their thing, showing off. And, and again, so their whole point is to break into the stronghold yes. and get answers to... Um, how they're getting the algorithm. It's not till episode two that they really get into. And, and what's interesting is the um, they're on Anaxis. Mm -hmm. And we mentioned before in a brief, hey, we watched Clone Wars. Um, it was like in the intro of an episode way back. Yeah. Anaxis is the planet where Hera and Sabine fight off the Phrynox yes. um, in Rebels. And there's two very different mm -hmm. planets being presented. Um, that's where the battle currently is being held. They break into that place, find a code that's repeating, that's signaling from Skako Minor. Mm -hmm. um, and the code is Echo's number. It's his yes. clone number. Um, so they followed that into episode two to Skako Minor, home of Skakoans, home of the Techno Union. So no, there you go. Also, um, I have the answer on what Hunter's. Oh, what's what, that? Research. Uh, Hunter can feel the electromagnetic frequencies from anywhere on the planet. He's got a good nose, folks. He's got a real good nose. Um, good so schnez. on to episode two is where we uh, pick up a little bit more pace in the search for answers. Again, they're on Skeko Minor now. And. They've got to find a way to break in. One of the interesting things is early in this episode is when we get that whole Anakin Padme thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Which that I... threw the internet into a fit. Yeah. Um, I didn't... I mean, it was one of those moments where I was like, oh. He knows. But they kind of insinuate that anyway because in episode three, he's like, Anakin's the father, isn't he? Yeah. He already had... A hint. He already had a feeling. He knew. Well, and they've had interactions in the Clone Wars even where he's like, look, dude, I liked Satine. I get it. Yeah. But you've got to do the Jedi thing and you've got to let go. Um, and we'll come back to that back in Siege of Mandalore, actually. But overall, not too surprising, but it's a, it was a very Obi-Wan way of bringing it out but yeah. and, and Anakin gave say hi Padme and they got a very good Anakin uh face uh in in reaction to that and in, in a term of just a very stay up stay out of my business old man so anyway fast forward they're on Skako Minor and um they've got to find a way to break into the facility where um Techno Union head uh Wat Tambor is yes it's a great name for a great tech yes dude I say this every time. We mentioned Techno Union, but it sounds like a dope band from the 80s. It does. Um, Starting a band called Techno Union. So they first encounter a species who are local to the place, apparently, but they're all—they're just very like, hey, don't do bad stuff. Just you're, you're, yeah. you're with them. You're going to bring the war here, blah, blah, blah. A lot of, I mean, it, it's not the point, but it highlights yet again, everybody looks at clones, Jedi, and the Republic as you're bringing war here. You're bringing trouble. Exactly. You're not the good guys. Which why it wasn't that much of a stretch to make the clones and the Jedi the bad guys. Oh, absolutely. So they end up getting the help of the um, birdie guys, I guess, to, to get into the facility. <laughs> um, it's this very high up, like they have to take a huge elevator and that's, this whole thing with Wrecker where I'm afraid of heights. Like the big dumb guy always has to be scared of heights because He's, he uh, has to have a frailty. He is B.A. Bosco. I, I, if this is it's, the 18th. It's, it's not a Wrecker thing. It's just 
big burly characters. Yes. I don't like them. Baracus. B.A. Baracus. That's his name. Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't like the whole I'm muscular so I must be stupid thing. I, I, I really don't like that character arc. Yeah. And so it's not a Wrecker thing. It It's just an in general thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he has moments where he's funny. Oh, he's he's a sweet, sweet boy. But he has moments also where he got on my nerves. Uh, but yeah. um, so when they get up to the main facility, though, we get introduced to a new type of droid. Yes. Uh, which I only just learned is the D-Wing. They're precious. They're like velociraptors. Them's they're, got they're like, they're, they. I think they're based off the flyy bird things on this planet. Yeah. That's what they look like. And so um, which it's interesting. It brings up like... If another species makes battle droids, do they, I don't know, do they look like that species more? Because the... Uh, well, they have. They seem B1. to have local inspirations. Yeah. yeah. B1s are designed by Geonosians. They're very straightforward. Mm-hmm. These look like us. They're robot us. Yeah. These look like the Techno Union designed them. They were like, hey, that bird looks interesting. Wouldn't it be cool if we had battle droids that could fly? Yeah. And then they put it together. Because, I mean... The super battle droids made by people with no necks. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, they—they're. I'm pretty sure they're techno union. I. It gets really confusing because when you realize that the separatist army is not all made by one person, like it's literally all of these people and all of their power and resources thrown together Mm -hmm. to make an army. So you get a lot of. Okay, I made that, and I made that, and I made that, and it's really freaking confusing. And then you have ones that do nothing but make money and all the like. We'll have to dissect the the separatist council and responsibilities at one point because it's really crazy, and I don't completely understand it. And I'm a nerd. Yeah, and then you have Wolhof Tarkin up in his ivory tower, just like, wouldn't it be funny if we had a C three PO that killed people? Exactly. Um, <laughs> that yes, that would be dope. That that would be. And, and see, he took something that existed, it was cool, and he just made it a murder bot. Exactly. Um, Triple zero is my Separatists, that, that was their big flaw. They made it too complicated. They made it way too so complicated. So the, the climax of the episode is they get into the heart of the facility and find Echo. And yes. he is not himself, clearly, um, because last we saw, he got blown up. Yeah. He got blown up. I was very on, sad. On, um, I can't remember the name of the planet or the, the prison, but the Jedi prison it back in season three, yeah. I want to say it was. Oh gosh, what is it called? It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, it does, but oh it's it's not important right now. Uh, it so he died for all intents and purposes. I mean, he technically probably did die. Yeah. I mean, because he's got some very fatal wounds. Um, he's very pale, malnourished, and all this other stuff. So it seems like he yeah. was brought back. From the brink of death or death itself, yes. uh, it's not entirely clear. But essentially, he was brought back simply to keep his brain alive. They've literally been using his brain as a computer. So all the tactical yeah. droids, people don't seem to always understand. So tactical droids are literally meant to be the brain because all the other droids are so stupid. Mm-hmm. They need orders and direction. That was the whole point in episode one, why there was a control unit. Exactly. The problem is you take out that one unit, they all go down. The tactical droids are response where... They're all individually powered, but now they're directed by a quote-unquote general. Yeah. So Echo was essentially filling a super tactical droid's faculty. Yes. Of his brain was being used for strategy. As clones were doing things, he was coming up with a plan. Or as they were going into a place, they were coming up. that He's like, okay, this is what the clones will do, so do that. Like, they were literally using him, his, the rex's playbook to counter rex and a major part of the war and it's really stinking smart yeah have you ever heard the brain in the jar theory from disney no oh the with the freaking um walt disney's head yes yeah i mean well yeah it's kind of it's kind of (laughs) that's what it reminds me world renowned that yeah his head is somewhere Um, disney on ice (laughs) right (laughs) yeah Um, that's the theory that's why the movies that they make make are still so magical exactly yeah I mean, one would like to. Is a brain in a jar. So, um, so they have Echo, uh, and and again, I mean, props to the separatists for coming up with a good way, right, 
to kind of win the war. They have to be smart because they we realize they they don't have it in them to really win unless they're smart. Although winning was never the point. We yeah. know in the end, the separatists were never meant to win. They were just meant to give the Republic a hard time. So you have to imagine if the point was to actually win the war, the Republic would have won easily. Exactly. But Palpatine was strategic enough to say, I'm not going to all out war this because that's not going to win. What wins is getting everyone stuck until they have to do something. And I'm going to be there for that something. And it's going to go one way or the other, but I'm going to get what I want. Also, this is 100% a Palpatine plan. The whole um, being kept alive for your brain being used. I don't know. It's it's a way for immortality. I don't th- well, but not ideal. I no, mean, I, I, of course not. N- I don't know how much Palpatine has on the daily goings of all of his people. I mean, I doubt he really knows about the details of this. And if so, do you think one of his secretaries just comes in? Well, like this morning, Dooku uh, attacked a droid ship. Well, Dooku's <laughs> job is to keep him informed. Like, Dooku's in charge, not Palpatine. Dooku's the secretary. <laughs> exactly. Dooku is this the morning. sexy secretary. <laughs> oh, gosh. As we get into the third and fourth episode, so now that they have Echo, which was mm-hmm. sort of the major point, now we take the turn of, okay, now what? Um, and as far as episode Three, it's all about escaping. Now that they have Echo, they have to get out with Echo. Yeah, and they have to blow up the ship at the same time. Uh, well, not this one. Not this one? No, that's the next oh, one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yes. Um, they all kind of blend together. This is, yeah, well, this is, this is the escape episode. Um, there's not really anything major in this episode other than getting a lot to see, okay, see kind of what they did with Echo, mm-hmm. um, we see some of the cybernetics. So he's got like this droid doodad for a hand on one arm. Yeah. What's really cool is if you look at the like bottom half of him, it looks very similar to Darth Vader's pants. That's what I was thinking the um, whole time. I was like, this is. But the Techno Union run. is not accredited for the creation of Vader or anything to do with Vader. Yeah. I think it's just an aesthetic choice that looks cool. But it is really interesting that Anakin's kind of looking at his future a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah. And speaking of aesthetic choices, something that we didn't mention in the kind of the lead up to this episode was the seventh oh, season yeah, is gorgeous. There. Also, Anakin's there. Sorry, I, I don't think we. No, I think we got so on. He kind of blends into the background. Well, he's not the point. The clones are the point, and we kind of got to talking about them. Uh, well, yes. not in the whole picture, but <laughs> Big picture. in this episode, he's just there to be the lightsaber. <laughs> Honestly, yes. But he does look pretty. To and- your point. All of the episodes in season seven are absolutely gorgeous, including, you know, well, not including, but especially Siege of Mandalore. Oh, yeah. Beautiful picturesque backgrounds. The character designs are gorgeous. It just all of it. It looks great. Right. Well, a lot of this episode or a lot of these episodes of the Bad Batch are, are reskins, essentially. Yeah. They're, you know, like the Master Chief collection. They're like. The new Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim. They're like the new Link's Awakening. They're the originals, but covered in something prettier. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. next arc, again, it's like half and half. Yeah. The reason Siege of Mandalore looks, even compared to this, world so better. Much time on it. Oh, yeah. And it's completely ground up built. Everything so is completely built just for Siege of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Whereas, again, this, they're working with pre existing assets and everything. Yeah. Uh, but they still manage to bring it all to the same level of quality for oh, yeah. sure. The detail, even just in like little bits of skin details, like the scars on Cody's face in the first episode, mm-hmm. those were such small details that they included mm-hmm. and they look great. Well, they had the time to go over little details because again, most of this existed. So they were able to really just, a lot of the work was saved for them. They just had to make it pretty again. Yeah. Um, and that, that's not to downplay what they did or to make you know make it sound like less. Than, it's just it's 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 really an asset to what we got that half of it already existed. Yeah. It was made it eight years ago. Time. Exactly. So they were able to spend time on little things like there's this whole thing on StarWars.com about how their eyes are all specially designed and all this. Like I'm like it's stuff like that. That's like that they took the time and attention to do that. Yeah. Um, 
and they wouldn't have been able to if, again, they didn't have so much done for them. Some of the same people are probably working on this. Who knows? I don't, I don't you know. And I maintain, I have had this opinion since the beginning. Anakin's chin dimple gets deeper every season. No, nope, that's just you. I swear. It's literally just you. <laughs> um, so it, their, their whole thing is to escape the facility with Echo in this one. And they manage to and make it back to the village of alien people. Um, and then that comes under attack because, yeah. of course. Oh, um, it's war. So that gives us the action of the episode, really. So we get to see Octoparo droids and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like little little things that are like, oh, it's such a fun, fun. name. Yeah, it's like droid dickers. It's just like, what is that? What? Where? Where did you come up with that? Yeah, you say droid dickers. I don't know what you're talking. Because you go from you say destroyer. I know. What you're yeah, talking. you go from oh. D wing to Octoparo. You go from battle droid to droid dicker. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know. And and at first it was insinuated like droid dicker is just their language for destroyer. Yeah. But then no, that's the brand name. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's it's really interesting. It's, it's like Kleenex versus a tissue. Right. There you go. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the third episode. I mean, I'm not trying to downplay it or anything. It was a fun episode, but... Oh, yeah. It, it was a good it, episode. Without going through the details of he shoots this and then they shoot... I mean, all throughout, you're getting a lot of really good action from the Clone Force. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've emphasized that much, and, but yeah, it, it's there. It, it, it's them, the animators and the choreographers yeah. taking full advantage of being able to make... Like, it normal all- clones doing this? Yes. No. But you've got super clones. Yes, that so are fantastic. You can you can do some extra. Yeah. Uh, you can you can be extra with it all you want. And something we've learned is that we are talking about a visual medium. Action doesn't podcast well. Unless you're well, yeah, about specific I mean, parts. Right. I mean, and then it becomes an audio record does a cool thing. Right. <laughs> um, and then so then now that they are kind of done, their plan is to head back to Anaxis. And they kind of powwow of, okay, now that we have Echo and now that we know what they're doing, Mm -hmm. let's get in on the inside and take them out. Because now they have an inside man, essentially, because the one thing episode three did was it set up, okay, Echo got a piece of them just like he, they got a piece of him. So he knew the map of the the place. He knew certain things that also made them wary of him. I thought that was a very unnecessary plot point for these episodes. I get that, but I also thought that they were going to use it as a plot point. I thought that they were setting up something, which that might have been a well, plan. No, the whole point was, yeah. I don't trust him. He he knows. Well, of course he knows too much. He was plugged into the computer for what had to have been almost a year now. Uh, like, yeah. it, it's, I don't know. It, it just seemed like such a, do we really have to waste time on, I now here's yes. the thing. This was done. <laughs> Eight years ago, so they're working with what they had. But I would have the same complaints even then. Where do we have to waste time on this frivolous? I don't trust him. Crap! Like, come on, just do the mission, do the thing, shoot the bad bad guys, shoot the bad guy. So, but the whole point is, Echo knows stuff. They want to use that to get in to the the main ship mm-hmm. and take it out from the inside. And basically with Echo, they feel like they can do that pretty easily. They kind of do. They get in. They, it's it's all good and well. Again, we get more action. They're on a droid um, ship. They're on um, one of the big, like... Uh, Techno Union? No, not Techno Union. No? It's, um, it's a similar model to the Invisible Hand, the ship from Episode uh, 3. Yeah. It's a battleship or something. I don't know. It's, it's a big boy boat. If I seem tired and frustrated and not... Fully at the Rolodex of information, it's because I am. Uh, <laughs> but essentially, they're on the main battleship, and yeah. lo and behold, it's freaking Admiral Trench again. Again, this man dies so many times. And th- and again, this is why this is so pure Clone Wars. It's because it's versus trash. the end. Well, yeah, it's that theatrical of we would never ah. see this on on screen. Yeah, absolutely not. This is what's these are some of the elements that separate Clone Wars from the rest of Star Wars and even comics and and whatnot from the rest of Star Wars. Because yeah. it does stuff like this. He is a fluffy cat away from being a Bond villain at this point. Right. Um and I, I love it for Clone Wars. I I do. It's it's not a criticism. Absolutely. 
It's just, it's a rec- recognizing you could only do this in Clone Wars. You can only have Trench, a giant Spider-Man, in Clone Wars. And you can only have him come back again in Clone Wars. Yep. Um, but the whole plot is they get in, they trick the droids away, and they're just trying to f- shut down everything. Mm-hmm. They realize that Trench has a bomb um, set for the planet. And we, we both were like, oh, that's, that's how, how you get from this to this. No. no. <laughs> because the whole plot then becomes to shut down the bomb, and they use Echo's droid brain thing yes. to help with that. Um, I kind of wish it was that simple. I kind of wish that they had managed to tie those two together, because now there's still a big question of how do we go from Anaxis here to Anaxis there? Yeah. Because different. Whole planet versus not. Yeah, it's like, it's really crazy, and you expect me to believe all of that happened because of post-war? I, like, I feel like it had to be a big boom, and we didn't get a big boom here, which yeah. I guess is a good thing. Um, Obi-Wan and Anakin, uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Mace Windu are in this episode. There's this really stupid part, stupid to me, where Mace goes on this big speech to the droids of lay down your weapons and work for the Republic, and... <laughs> We won't destroy you. I've cut down thousands of battle droids at this point. And I'm like, Mace, Obi-Wan, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe. But you're telling me three years into the war and Mace freaking B.A. Windu <laughs> decides to give some speech to programmed robots. Don't shoot or I'll kill you. Here's the thing. You got to make it to 11 minutes, it's so, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so stupid. And I, I, I don't know. I, again, I think if yeah. it came from Obi-Wan, I, I feel like they just wanted to give Mace something. Exactly. Because he's kind of just been there being a butt and he's the whole thing of, I don't trust him with and Echo and all this stuff. Later. Oh yeah. Um, so it's stuff like that where I'm just like, I know you wanted to give him something, but in my opinion, just let him go ham. Let it, like, I like just let Mace Windu be Mace Windu. Right. This because is just like, a very not Mace Windu thing. He got a dope episode in the 2003 Clone Wars. Oh yeah, it was so cool. I mean, but, I would have, I would have, I would have even liked a, a simple Obi Wan turns to him and is just like, "Oh, should we offer them surrender?" And he just jumps in and just starts chopping him up like <laughs> something like a sous chef. I love the voice actor for him. I mean, he's Kratos yeah. for goodness sake. Like I, 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 War. I, I not different guy, different, different voice. guy. That's part of the reason I don't like that God of War. Wow. Uh, well, it did a lot of things that disrespected the source material in my opinion. Wow. We'll talk about this later. So it's just one of those things where I, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to give him something, give him something better. It was just very silly. And I just, it was the promo for that episode, actually, because they yeah. did these, like, 30-second, hey, here's a clip from the next episode to get you excited. And that was the clip, and I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it, what? Um, and they do better by, like, he Mace is the one to shut down the bomb with the help of uh, Echo and Anakin. Echo does most of the code-breaking, but then they, like, EMP people. him. Right. Yeah. Uh, then they EMP him. Well, it goes to show, like, you might be a butt to people, but eventually you're going to need those people. Um, so Echo is shut down because mm-hmm. he's part droid. Like, that's the one fault. So Anakin goes to the source, goes to Trench to get the code. And and this was Ooh. something, there was a clip of this part, and I really thought it was going to be better. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm complaining a lot. I hope I'm not. You're, you're in a mood today. I, it's okay. I love... Clone Wars, I love Star Wars, and I loved these episodes, but there's there's points in... The, I, I think it is because the Bad Batch are... And I think I even got called out for stuff back when we were, again, like in the intro of other episodes a while back. Yeah. I mentioned something about it, and uh, a couple of people reached out about it, and because I said something to the effect of, like, oh, the Bad Batch wasn't really interesting... The next part's about Ahsoka. I'm excited to get there because that's going to be interesting. That's a yeah. paraphrase. That's essentially what it sounded like I said. Yeah. When in reality, it was, these are very traditional Clone Wars episodes. Very fun. Very cool. Yeah. Great place to start. You were excited for something new. 
Exactly. And that's what the Ahsoka arc and the Siege of Mandalore gave us. So, and I think contrasting a very Clone Wars episode versus the other ones that we get, I think where we end up is just so much more closely related to the movies than this is. And that's why I say the whole trench thing. It's just like, that's such a Clone Wars thing. That's such a Clone Wars villain. Like it's stuff like that where I, I think I was reminded how much difference there is between pure Clone Wars and what connects with the rest. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about it, there's a lot that happens in the Clone Wars that doesn't directly connect to the rest. Yeah. And there's very big differences between the episodes that connect with the rest versus the ones that are just Clone Wars. Yeah. So for every one episode you get that connects with the bigger picture, there's like 10 Clone Wars episodes that are just action fun. You don't have to think about, wait, they did a thing that connects to that, 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 like Mm -hmm. you can enjoy stuff. And I think this is very, just sit and watch and enjoy it for sure. Yeah. That's why I like Domino Squadron is my favorite arc in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Totally. Like, it is just, hey, get attached to these characters and watch us kill them off during right. the next few seasons. Whereas here they don't kill them off, but they definitely leave it ambiguous because. Yeah. Order 66. Four, well, six episodes later. Yeah. Order 66. So it's Which, like. Do you think. Uh, the, from the way they reacted to Anakin, they don't typically seem to work with, uh, Jedi, so I doubt it. Yeah. But I would like, I mean, you mentioned, uh, in our Q&A episode, someone was like, hey, what, what would you like? Yeah. And you mentioned that of, like, clones to, to Empire, and mm-hmm. I said Clone Force 99 would be the best ones because... Yeah. I feel like the Empire would have used them to hunt Jedi. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want that and story, I, but I want I want it. that story. I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the same reason I love Triple Zero because of murder. But also, right. these are characters that I adore and have grown close to. And I don't want but to I, see I, Echo I think that would Jedi. be a great story be- just because. Yeah. What if they were the precursors of two Inquisitors? If any. Well, the Inquisitors had purged troopers. I feel like. Clone Force could have been a purge squad, an elite purge squad. Oh, golly. So, I'll, I, I, again, I'm, I'm applying big brain stuff that doesn't necessarily <laughs> need to be applied big to these episodes. That's why certain things get me like, yeah. what? It's like watching what? every um, Friday the 13th movie after two, honestly. You don't got to worry about it. Just watch it. Yeah. Like, just enjoy the cheese and watch it. So, less of a complaint, just more of a, I, I wish they'd have expanded. Yeah. Again, I also know why they didn't. They were working with what they had. Exactly. I, I have a reasoning in my own head for everything I've I've complained, quote-unquote, about in this episode. Yeah. So, it's merely me just kind of, again, venting because... And that's fine. We haven't really had a chance other than me and you to talk about it. Yeah. So if you feel the same way about some things, let me know. Uh, otherwise, just yell at me and tell me I'm a grumpy old man. Don't do that. But they showed a very quick glimpse of angry Anakin. Yes. And I thought this was going to be the right after Echo saved kind of like, I can't believe you did this to one of my clones. Like 501st, he's always had a heart for it. And I yeah. thought this was going to be the, this is my payback for Echo. And it was more of a, I'm just angry because of the situation. Like mm-hmm. I wanted more emotion connection there instead of just angry Anakin. I wanted Anakin angry for a reason. Yeah. I I love when Anakin's angry for a reason because it makes it easier to root for him when he's here in this scene and he's just angry. It's kind of just like, okay, I I get it. He's trying to stop a bomb from blowing up and killing some people, but that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like it's not I get that. Anakin yeah. Anakin doesn't get bothered by that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so casual. He gets bothered by things that are close to his heart. Exactly. People he cares about. And you can infer that, but yes. he would have liked verbal confirmation. Right. So he seems just angry for no reason. I do like the line because um, he threatens Trench and he's like, I'm not scared of you. Dooku would kill me. You're a Jedi. And he has a moment where he's just like, I'm not held back by such things or something like that. That I like because that's yes. a peek into the Anakin that's behind the doors of everything else. Yeah. This whole time everyone else is interacting with Anakin, the whole time all this other stuff is happening. That's Jedi. That's there, there's an Anakin behind all that where he just lets go. And this is one of those moments where nobody's watching. Nobody can hear me. If I say some things and do some things, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And at the end of the day, who cares? Because I 
get to I solve the problem. Exactly. Um, and so ultimately he kills Trench. Finally. <laughs> um, it took a while. And he has this like satisfying like spider death where he just like curls up and, and <laughs> dies maliciously and it's just lovely. It is wonderful. Goodbye, um, Trench. And then there's a great time. So they shut down the bomb and then everything's kind of drop down and then like there's this really great shot of Y Wings bombing everything and then it just You do love Y Wings. All all the stuff just the oldest ship, the oldest ship in service because it's through the Clone Wars and the Rebellion. The X Wings came much later. So it is the Rebellion workhorse. I don't care what anybody says. Um it, it's a really triumphant finale. It's it's a very Clone Wars finale of Big action, did the thing, got a couple of character moments, got angry at Anakin. You've got a very, you know, I don't think we talked about it, but a very bothered Rex. Because yeah. in the beginning, he doesn't even tell Anakin because, like, he the one he confides in first is Cody because he's yeah. like, brother to brother, there's something fishy here. When Anakin asks, he's like, nothing. It's fine. It's totally cool. Yeah. Even in and he... It must have been how Ahsoka felt because even when they're on the mission, Rex is still Echo's alive. It's got to be Echo. He's there. I've got to save him. And Anakin's mm-hmm. like, dude, you got to be ready for the worst. You got to be prepared. Yeah. It, it's really interesting how both of Anakin's closest friends, Ahsoka and Rex, went through this time where they believed in something and weren't believed in. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. And that's what pushes them even closer. Right. So you get character moments like that thrown in and everything. And then you get this really triumphant ending where Echo joins Clone Force 99. Yes, Um, There's this really, really good, like the finale is just really, really good because he's having these interactions with Rex and they're like, oh, we're up for medals. We're going to go get rewarded for this mission. Let's go. And there's this moment where Hunter talks to him and it's kind of this, are you sure that's where you belong? And they walk away and then there's this pause and there's a part where you realize Echo's not walking with them yeah. and Rex turns around and there's, they all salute Rex. And it's this really satisfying, like they could have done a full, like, Oh, I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm glad. Like they could have yeah. done a handshaky brotherly thing. Instead they did a very mo- emotional, yeah. very, I can't go with you. This is where I belong. And there's not really any words to it. There's nothing said, but then it's all said in that salute at the end where it's just this very, mm-hmm. look, I respect you. I honor you. You are like, I mean, echoes from the first season. Yeah. He's one of the original clones, but here he is making the choice of, you know what? I'm not normal anymore. I don't belong there anymore. Yeah. I belong here. I know I make a lot of references to Hamilton. Get ready. It's going to get worse because the Hamill film is coming out. Yeah. But it's like, I I think, I don't know for sure, but I think the last line between Aaron Burr and Hamilton until the war happens and is over, until after the Battle of Yorktown is, I'll see you on the other side of the war. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that's what they were saying. In right. It's, it, yeah, it's just very much this. And, and it's a really interesting choice to part ways. Mm-hmm. It's... And and that's the biggest thing is Echo chose this. He he has Rex who, again, being original, like that's really the biggest connection he has. And he's choosing to separate from that yep. because he's he sees he's changed. He is not who he was and not in a bad way, but it's just this thing of we can go along and pretend like it's the way it was, but reality is it's changed and I've changed and this is where I belong now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really interesting. And and that's why I would love, love, love to see Clone Force 99 continue, even in like a lim- limited run comic or something. People have been begging for like a Clone Wars game. I'm not trying to be one of those people that just throws out everything like, Oh, it could be a game. It could be. No, I know there's big picture real world stuff to what can and can't happen, but I do feel like a story on the plate should be Clone Force 99 because let's see this is the last we see him. Exactly. Let's see the transition of Clone Wars to Empire for them. At mm-hmm. least. I think we should see that for a lot of Well, they, they would be a great way to see that happen. Exactly. Like, I don't care about Fox. Don't because, give me Fox's I mean, story. Even what well, we already 
we can. I, I already know what happens to Fox. I don't want Satisfactory, that. Vader kills him. Um, yes. Thank so you. I just won't tell you why, but you got to read the comics. Um, so, and it's like right after episode three. Like, Heck it's yeah, like man. pretty close after. Show me. He did. I mean, he still had his clone armor. <laughs> um, he did not make it very far. Um, so, I mean, even in the finale of Clone Wars. Yeah. We see a very big jump. Like, we end here and then we're Empire. Yeah. We never see, I mean... Think of what we would see through them in terms of, hey, did you see the armor they're trying to get us to wear? Man, that's so stupid. They don't even make it in my size. Like, yeah, stuff like that. I can't of, see out of this thing. Wait, they're changing armor uh, or just like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I love in Rebels so and we were talking about it um, this week. I love in Rebels the part where Rex, they're going against the AT-AT and Rex is like, what? What is this thing? Where? How does it not fall over with those big, long legs? Like, I love those lines love of like. That. If they don't make it like they used to, stuff like that. And and they would be such a great way to see it happen. We've seen post-transition, they would be a great yeah. way to see the transition. And so I, I'm I'm with you. I feel like yeah. they would be a great uh medium for some Star Wars stories mm-hmm. in the future. And I feel like it needs to be said that, you know, I wanted to make a tweet, make a really long thread about it, but Dave Filoni gave the clones so much respect in season seven. And I'm very thankful for that mm-hmm. because the clones made the clone wars for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I'm very glad for the time that they got and I'm very glad for the respect that they got. Well, and this was a really great way to honor the past because Absolutely. Echo is such an original character. This is a great way to honor that heritage of, and, and what better group of clones to highlight, uh, as we've already mentioned, what made Clone Wars so great and the clone so great, the personality, mm-hmm. the the action of it, the, the, the there's so much in Clone Force 99 that's yeah. dialed up to 11 versions of what makes it so great, you know, where we get these, oh, I love Cody because he's this, and I love Rex because he's this, and I love Gree because he's this. They make up that infinitely in terms yeah. of, oh, he's the big one, and he, you know, they're such big characters, yeah. and, and, and that's what Clone Wars got us was they made the impact of Order Six. Order Sixty Six was impactful because Jedi. Yeah. Originally, in Revenge of the Sith, it's impactful because we kind of know these Jedi. Yeah. We like, it, like seeing them getting cut down was an emotional experience. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're like me, some of the ones that we see, I've seen in comics, like especially like Ala Secura. Yeah. Um, like we see those in like the Dark Horse comics. If you had some connection, okay, I get how that's emotional, but mm-hmm. it's really just inferred emotion. It's just a lot of. Oh wow! This yeah, is this, this is, is a scene <laughs> now, and and the siege of Mandalore, the final arc of this, really does it as well. It it's made up so much more because we know these clones, yes. we know these Jedi, and and all of that's only accomplishable by making them more than soldiers and making them good soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> please don't. And so this this is a great hurrah for traditional Clone Wars. Yeah. Next week when we talk about Ahsoka's walkabout and and even on further, there's a difference in Clone Wars instantly from this episode to the next episode, from this arc to the next arc. There's a big difference. Um, And it reflects what's grown up with Clone Wars. I feel like this is very in the prime heyday Clone Wars episode. And that's why I both love it, but also have those moments where I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Because even though I love Clone Wars, I'm always looking at it as it applies to the big picture. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, I'm just like, you're just enjoying Ooh, droids. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So uh, hopefully this episode ends good and, and on a good note, because I am happy about these episodes. I do love uh, the clone wars and everything like that. I just have the points uh, that I've mentioned where I'm just kind of, that it, it just hits me a little different. Yeah. But um, not necessarily negative at all. I would watch these as I would watch anything in Clone Wars um, over and over and over again. So, uh, But that's our first Clone Wars takeover episode. Um, that's the Bad Batch arc. Hopefully um, we got across everything. If we missed anything in a specific or if you have anything to add on things. If you, if you want to counter any of the things I've said even mm-hmm. um, that kind of bothered me in such a way, then sure, absolutely hit us up. Let us know. 
Um, and if you want to tell him how he's wrong about how Raphael is not, in fact, the leader, Raphael's it's definitely Leonardo. The the, everybody knows the leader's got to be the cool one. Look at the wiki um, friend. You can't trust wiki. Haven't you seen South Park? No. Um, it's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be back next week, though. Um, in the meantime, if you like the episode, let us know. Uh, rate and review wherever possible. Like it if it's on YouTube, if that's your uh, medium of choice. Um, and uh, share it with folks. Um, we, we always love to see when people share it and, and recommend it and all that stuff. We greatly appreciate it. Um, and just keep up with us until next yeah. week, until the next episode. John will continue on his campaign to fight Elijah Wood. Yes, uh, it's going <laughs> to happen eventually. Um, it, it's You could probably get Vigo Mortensen on your side, honestly. That's the guy that broke his foot, right? Toe, yes. Yeah. Aragorn. Well, I'm going to break my toe upside Elijah Wood's head. <laughs> I have been your herd leader, John Wayne. Bye. May the force be with you. It's a Star Wars podcast. We have to end it Star Warsy. Bye, Forcey. <laughs> <laughs>